Good morning, Mission Church. My name is Brad Teagarden. I'm the secretary of the Mission Church Board. And today we're going to have a pastoral candidate preach to us. Reverend Gordon Wong was a pastor for over 20 years and is currently the chaplain at the Mission Valley campus of Point Loma Nazarene University at the graduate school. Reverend Wong loves golf and absolutely loves to fish. So I'm sure there's a lot that he has in common with the people here, and I'd like to have him come up and preach now. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brad, and thank you, Kelly, for that beautiful time of worship. Aloha. My name is Gordon, and uh, by very virtue that I said aloha, you probably guessed I'm from Canada. No, just kidding. I am from Hawaii, and... Uh, and when I grew up in Hawaii, uh, when I was in junior high, I started to uh, attend and was a part of the Honolulu First Church of the Nazarene. And while I was a part of Honolulu First Church of the Nazarene, I got to meet someone uh, who was a part of Mission Church, who is a part of Mission Church even now. And uh, some of you may know him. And uh, if you don't know him, his name is Bill Young. And I've come to know Bill, has become a friend of mine. But I also know that he is powerful. Because Bill was able somehow to get me into Point Loma. <laughs> he probably pulled a few strings and called in a few favors. So Bill, if you're watching, thank you for helping me in my trajectory of life and getting me to Point Loma. I moved to San Diego to, uh, to attend Point Loma in the late 80s. And, um, and while I moved here, before I attended Point Loma, I moved here. Uh, I was living with my brother over in Claremont. And I got a chance to work at uh, some restaurants that you may be familiar with. I uh, worked at George's at the Cove in La Jolla and Torrey Pines Lodge. And so there's a few places that I worked at before I enrolled at Point Loma while I was working in the summer. And during that time, I took the opportunity to find a church because that was a part of who I was and it was important to me. And I found myself right here at Mission Church. And uh, during those years, uh, Dan Kopp was the senior pastor. And I still remember worshiping up in the, uh, the Sanctanasium. I love that place. Uh, I would just picture myself playing basketball and uh, when, uh, when, when times were slow in the service. <laughs> um, one of the things I believe in when it comes to church is that it's, church is not just a place we attend, but a place where we belong. And when we belong to something, we don't just take things from it, we give ourselves to it. And so in those early days, with that philosophy in my heart back then and even now, I, uh, I volunteered uh, to serve in the children's department. I didn't know very many people, and, and, uh, and that was with the co big college Sunday school class, not knowing a single student there because I wasn't a student at Point Loma at the time. I volunteered in, in, in the children's department and worked with some of the, the, the children uh, for, for several months. So, if there are young adults in the church, um, in their early to mid-30s, and you grew up in the church, and you may have been a part of those uh, early Sunday school classes at the time, I have two words for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Today, I, uh, I have a message that I'd like to share with you called, Steps Towards Good Health. And uh, my sermon today is about becoming healthier in our lives personally, and also, there's a good message for the church here today. My, the passage of Scripture that I'd like to share comes from John chapter 15. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open to John chapter 15 and follow along with me. 
Here, Jesus is speaking and he says these words, I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. And he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear fruit. You will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. Thanks be to God for his good word. So we're in this brand new year that we have just started. And something that I know that happens every new year is that people make New Year's resolutions. And the thing that is probably at the top of the list when people make New Year's resolutions is um, making resolutions that revolve around being healthier. So I'd like to get a little bit of audience participation if I could, right? You can say amen or raise your hand. If you've made a New Year's resolution to be healthier that sounds something like this, say amen where you're at, raise your hand. So uh, maybe a New Year's resolution for the New Year that says, I will exercise more. Anybody? Amen? Amen, right. How about, I want to lose weight. Amen? Amen? That's me right here. (laughs) Eat less or eat better. Amen? Yeah? How about, I want to stop smoking. Oh, I see that hand. (laughs) Oh, Well, the problem with New Year's resolutions is that studies show that 80%, that's a high, that's a high percentage, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail, right? And there are thousands of articles online that you can read about why those things happen. And there are many excuses of why people don't keep their New Year's resolutions. But really, there's just one simple reason, and I'll share it with you right now. And that reason is people are not really committed to the resolution that they have made for the long term, right? We know this because as as a point of confession, and, and, and you may have experienced the same thing, and that is that when you start the new year with a resolution, you're resolute, you feel good about it, where today is January 10th, and you're 10 days into your resolution, you're probably doing really good. And if, if your resolution is for better health, to exercise and bet more and, and, and eat well, you probably are seeing some pretty good results. And, and that motivates you to continue to go, continue to keep going on. But two and three weeks into it, oh, that, that desire to, to be healthy is still there, but it gets a little bit harder to continue uh, the, the same uh, patterns that you have been doing because... It's, it's, uh, it's challenging sometimes, right? But we're still good because maybe in the first week or two, you've seen some good results. You've lost a little weight, maybe 5, 10, 15 pounds maybe. But that's where things begin to change, and for me anyway. And uh, in weeks 4 and 5 and 6, the, the weight doesn't come off quite as easy. And, um, and we struggle with seeing good results. And so here's, here's the rub, here's the problem, right? The studies have shown that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail right about week 8, right? And um, 
And, and it's clear because we don't see the kind of results that we saw when we first began. And it's hard to keep on going and, and keep up those, uh, those, those resolutions that you've made. So after eight weeks, about 80% of the people, they, they, they give up on the resolutions that they began. And, uh, and, and there's good reason for that, especially when you're trying to, uh, to be healthier by what you eat. There's a good reason why people give up. And, and one of the reasons is because Oreo cookies are delicious, right? Amen? <laughs> and you miss eating those things that you love so well. I mean, given the choice between celery sticks and a bag of nacho cheese Doritos, there really is no choice, right? You're going to just hit those uh, Dorito chips all the time, 100% of the time, except when, when you're really working on good, your good health. And, and if we're honest, exercise takes a lot of effort. So by, by eight weeks, when, when, when the results kind of taper off, people, you know, they tend to give up. Well, I want you to know that I understand but that after eight weeks, if you still are seeing good results, that, that you can keep on going because you're motivated. But when you don't see the results, um, yeah, people often do give up. But I still appreciate the value and the desire for good health, right? Personally, but also in the church. And that's what I really want to talk about today. So what I'd like to do is just read that passage of Scripture one more time. Our passage of Scripture doesn't have a lot to say about our physical health, but Jesus does have a lot to say about our spiritual health in John chapter 15. So hear the word of the Lord one more time. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. And He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And then Jesus says this in verse 5. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear fruit much fruit but apart from me you can do nothing as we begin to dive into this passage of scripture I want to just begin by sharing with you that I believe that the church is not an organization of people but I believe the church is a living organism we refer to the church as the body of Christ we see the, we see the building of the church but we know that the church is not a building the church is people the church is not made up of brick and mortar. The church is made up of you and of me. And when the church is doing well, we refer to that church as being alive. And if that's the case, then it must mean the church is living. And like all living things, when it is healthy, it grows naturally. You don't have to force healthy, living things to grow. It grows naturally. And God willing, with good health, it would also reproduce itself. You see that in God's creation, the way he designed all living things. In, in, in the plant world, Brad was just uh, telling me about the, uh, the, the grapes that he's been growing. And, and, and when you look at anything in the plant world, they, they naturally reproduce themselves, right? And they bear fruit 
when it's healthy. In, in the animal kingdom, it's the same thing. God willing, you know, uh, when animals gather together, human beings, whatever kind of animals, they, they, if they're healthy, they grow naturally and they reproduce themselves. And in the kingdom of God, the church, which is a living organism, does the same thing. If it is healthy, it'll grow naturally and it'll reproduce itself. And so our lesson today is pretty clear. Our spiritual health, Jesus says right there in verse 1, is, it comes specifically with our connection to Jesus. And I love how Jesus identifies himself in this passage of scripture. He calls himself the true vine. That's what he says in verse 1. I am the true vine. And he says that when we remain connected to him, that is where we get the source of life, of health, vitality, and from that connection, we bear good fruit. But by virtue of Jesus calling himself the true vine, he also infers something else. That there are other vines. Some that are not true. There are many vines that branches connect to. And it's so important for us to understand that it is the connection that we have to Jesus that brings us the spiritual health that we need to produce good fruit in our lives and in the church. But Jesus addresses a problem here that is an old problem. It's, it, you know, it's been all, uh, happening since the days of Jesus because he addresses it here and it happens till this very day. Branches connect themselves to other vines and not the true vines. Jesus deals with this very issue right here in John chapter 15. But as you continue to read the Bible, this is addressed in many other places. In fact, 1 Corinthians is a letter written to the church there because they have a problem. And one of the problems that the church in, First, uh, that the church in Corinth was dealing with the issue was that they connected themselves to people. And, and here's the interesting thing. They connected themselves to good people. Very good people. But even these good people, they're not the true vine. Only Jesus is the true vine. And, and the Apostle Paul, he deals with this. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul addresses the leaders of the church there as worldly and as infants. Can you imagine that? Just calling them out for this very reason. Because he said in verse 4, For when one says, I follow Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, are you not just mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each task, I planted the seed, Apollo watered it, but God has been making it grow. That's so important. It almost mirrors uh, John chapter 15 in our understanding of where the source of health and life comes from. Jesus says, I am the true vine. Now, the Apostle Paul is a great guy. And so was Apollos. Godly men. And yet, they're not the true vine. And yet, we tend to attach ourselves to people or things that uh, do not produce good fruit. In fact, they don't produce any health at all. And here's the really important thing to remember from what Jesus is teaching us. 
that when we are attached to things that are not the true vine, we will not be nourished in our spirit. And in doing so, there's no health that comes to us. And when we are not healthy, we do not produce good fruit. And in verse 2 of John chapter 15, Jesus says, My Father is the gardener. And He cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit. And when we attach ourselves to anything else besides Jesus, we're not going to bear good fruit or any fruit at all. And so, the way to good health is to make sure that we are connected, we are attached to the true vine. That's the clear message today in John chapter 15. But we are living through a very difficult time right now. We're all embroiled in the midst of what is going on. And that is why it is so much more important for us to be reminded that we need to be connected to the right person. Even good people are not a source of good health. It's Christ and Christ alone. And so as we live through this time of COVID, one thing that we know for sure, that COVID has affected all of us. If you've not been infected yet, praise, you know, I have not, thank the Lord. I pray that you have not. Um, But if you've not been infected, you know somebody who has. I have many friends right now who either are recovering from being infected by COVID or are still embroiled in the midst of trying to recover. And we know one thing, COVID affects us physically, right? It, 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 it hurts our physical health. And today we're talking about health. So we can see how, how that's uh, a very, I think something that ties in beautifully to this message. But COVID not only affects our physical health, it affects our emotional health, whether you have it or not. We've been shaken by this. A lot of people that I know, some people that I know, they're, they're afraid to even go out and, 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 uh, and, and go shopping or, or do things because they, they, they're scared. They have anxiety. It's, it's affected us emotionally. And if we're honest, we will also say that COVID has affected us negatively. It's impacted us negatively spiritually as well, too. We have lost the connection that we so enjoy with one another. And in doing so, we've lost something of our connection with the Lord as well, too. And so today, I just want to address this and and just kind of highlight the elephant in the room, right? That COVID has been devastating to us personally, but also COVID has devastated the health of churches. It has. It has isolated us from one another. It has negatively impacted our connection with one another and and our connection with Jesus. And if after eight weeks of us trying to be healthy, right, with resolutions, New Year's resolutions, when we don't see good results after eight weeks, 80% of people give up, right? If that's the case, we've been living with COVID for over eight months. And we have struggled to see the good fruit that typically comes from being together and worshiping together and, 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 and having a strong connection as a community of believers with Jesus. And so, if after eight months, I can see why the church is struggling to keep healthy. But the good news that I have for you today is that the passage of Scripture that we've been looking at today gives us a way forward. 
And that's what I want to really share with you today. So today, I'd like to invite you to take a few steps forward towards good health. And during COVID, the first step that I'd like to invite you to take, and join me in taking, is a hard step, but it's a necessary step. And that is this, to allow the Father, the gardener, to prune away what keeps us from connecting with the true vine that produces good fruit in our lives. I'll be honest with you and let you know that if you were a plant, (laughs) pruning is terrible for you, like as far as it hurts. It's good for your health, but it hurts because you chop away, you chop away limbs and you chop away branches. And and, and the illustration is pretty clear. Pruning is difficult and it can be painful for people. When 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 God when we allow God to, to, to prune away the things that, that we may feel comfortable with in our own lives, but those things keep us from making that connection with Jesus. But I will tell you that it is necessary for good health. And as I have surveyed the situation in my own life personally, I've come to understand this, that during COVID, honestly, we have all been pruned, right? COVID has pruned us from so many things that, that, that we enjoy, that we love, and that we're comfortable with. You know how we know? Because we have been uh, painfully made. Uh, COVID has, has, has been... Um, COVID has caused pain in our lives and it's brought discomfort in much the same way that pruning does because it's taken away things from us. So we've been pruned. And so during this time when we're in COVID, and I pray that this time of COVID will be ending sooner rather than later. I pray that one day we can all gather together. But we understand that we've been pruned, right? Things have been taken away from us because of COVID. Would you allow then this pruning to continue in our spiritual lives? To give God permission to come in, into my life. And Lord, even a a prayer, should we even pray? God, help me, prune me from the things that keep me from, from connecting with Jesus. That's the heart of King David when he prayed in Psalm 139. He said, search me. Oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of the everlasting. His invitation was, God, prune me. Help me to remain connected with you that I might take part in that everlasting. And and that must be our heart during this time. If, if, If not, then when COVID is done, we, we won't be any better for it. This is the first step to good health, maybe, for our church and for our lives spiritually. The physical illustration of pruning for better health is to, to prune away and get rid of Oreo cookies and, and Doritos nacho chips. Because when we get rid of those things, right, it helps us to be healthier. We're not consuming junk that only adds to our unhealth. In the spiritual realm, in the spiritual lives that we have, pruning may mean getting rid of long-held habits, attitudes that, that, that keep us 
from, from experiencing the fullness of God or even relationships that we have with things or people that keep us from connecting deeply with Jesus, the true vine. During this season, will you allow God to search you and lead you and if need be, prune you into the first step of good health? The second step, thankfully, is, is a bit easier, but I will also say that it's a challenge as well. The second step Jesus tells us here in moving forward towards good health is during COVID to obey Jesus' command to us to remain. It's important. Because like I said, after eight weeks, when you don't see results, people give up. Going past eight months in the church, it's easy to give up. There's new normals that we have experienced that we think this is much more convenient. But can I just say, Jesus calls us not to give up, but to remain. And this is how important it is for Jesus. He repeats it, not once, not twice, but in verse 4, three times. Remain in me. And you know that whenever a verse is repeated in the Bible, it's very important. Verse 3 here gives us the practical point of connection in remaining. Jesus says in verse 3, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken in you. That word is vital because that's our point of connection when we're so separated from one another to remain connected to God's Word, however it comes to you, from your morning devotions to listening to the worship music that we've uh, heard today or on the radio while you're driving, to allow that to just continue to permeate and stay in your heart, to continue to tune in to God's Word being preached, whether live or online. Remain, remain, remain. Now, before I became a pastor, I sat in the congregation as a layperson. And I'll be honest with you and tell you that there have been many Sundays that after the morning service was done, I walked out the church doors and the message that was preached was immediately lost in me. Gone. That's the common thing that happens. It happens to us all. And that became even more apparent as a pastor because I know how long it takes to prepare a sermon like this. And it pains me to think that it would be lost the moment people walk out the door. My call is to allow the Word of God, however it comes to you, to have traction in your life and to let it remain. Because when it does, that is when it can help us and mold us and shape us and transform us and cleanse us. Remaining is what brings health into our lives. Remaining connected to Christ. And then, the third part, the third step, which I think is the best step of all. Remaining in Jesus is made easier when we receive the promise that Jesus will remain in us. Oh, that's the best part. When we remain in Jesus, He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. And that's the promise that we can cling to and we can hold to, that we can take 
and hold in our lives. And that's the best part of walking in good health is that we can deepen our relationship with Jesus knowing that He is in the depths of who we are. And in those deep places is where fruit begins to grow. Jesus, His promise to remain comes to us uh, when He first came into the world. We just came through Advent. And in Advent you were reminded that when Jesus was born, His Father gave Him the name Emmanuel, which means God with us, remaining with us. And before He left the earth, the bookends of Matthew, God with us, He says, Emmanuel, before He left the world, He gave us the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely, what did Jesus say? I will be with you to the very end of the age, remaining with us. When we see the good fruit that comes from good health, it spurs us on to continue in our journey to be healthier. So today, with COVID happening all around us, I pray that when COVID is done, and again, my prayer is that it will be done sooner rather than later, and, and we can fill the sanctuary back with people, as we take these steps, the good news is that we will not begin again from a place of unhealth, but a place of being healthier in the body of Christ. And in doing so, when we return together, we are poised then to move forward in health, producing good fruit, and seeing growth in this church naturally the way God intended it. And so today... My invitation to you, let's just take three steps together towards good health. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, thank you for your word that makes it so clear of how we can be healthy. How we can connect with you and remain that way. I pray, Lord God, this prayer of faith that, Lord, you you would prune us. Lord, we give you permission to remove those things that keep us from connecting with you the way we ought to. And help us to remain well in spite of the fact that we're not connected to one another. Help us to rely on the connection with you. And Lord, I know that when we are pruned, it hurts. And we tend to run away from what hurts us. But Lord, in these days, would we turn to you and lean in on you because we know that you are the source of healing and comfort. And then finally, Lord God, remain in us, we pray. Make your presence known. Bring good health and help us, Lord God, to begin to generate fruit. Fruit that will last and that give glory to you. Help us to be ready and poised when this whole mess of COVID is done to see what we can do with you because we are a healthy church that can grow naturally. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. God bless you.